Life is sweet. Let it sweep you off your feet. Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, I'm Allie, and this is Find Your Joy, and today I am so excited. Today, our guest is Andy Vargo. Andy from Own Your Awkward, he does books, he does talks, he does podcasts, he does YouTube channels, he does, you name it, this guy is one busy fellow. Andy, good morning, how are you? I am excellent, Allie, how are you? Uh, I'm excited, I'm so excited that you um, are going to take the time to come and be on my show and share all the glory that is you today. I've been um, excited about this for like over a week, I was just like, oh my gosh, Abby's going to be here, I'm so excited, he's going to make me sound smart, I know he will. <laughs> I have very much been looking forward to today and af- after our last conversation and after after that introduction, I'm just like, why are you not just with me all the time? Like. <laughs> We should just wander around together yeah. and people will be just like, oh my gosh, everything is better in twos, I guess. That's just exactly. that's why Noah yeah. did it that way. Bah, bah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it does. It makes sense now. Oh my gosh. First of all, I just wanted to mention how you guys have had a lot of fire and things going on. How are things going for you in Washington? Yeah, you know, where I'm at, I'm in Tacoma, so we're removed from the intense part of the fires. Um, right. unfortunately, I have some friends that are pretty close to it, but so far they've been hanging in there okay, at least the people that I that I know. I know it's not been the case for everybody. And we definitely had a lot of days of gray and ash in the sky, but yeah, it came a lot later this year, and I think that may have helped it be a shorter term, which is what they really hope is the case that is yes done. i think we're noticing that here too i'm in, in victoria we're getting smoke and ash from washington mm, yeah. and then there's some in uh in hope and things like that too but anyways it's 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 been a hard time but i just thought of that and i wanted to check and see how you're doing i appreciate it so we're gonna start out i you know i i'm gonna say this i was very excited when i did was on your show it was amazing to me how, not only how organic it was but how you asked some really great questions that didn't just lead a conversation but it led thought it 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 was inspiring to me so um i'm going to copy you just a wee bit if that's okay and probably forever and ever amen i'm going to <laughs> feel free that is the sincerest form of flattery <laughs> that's yeah. right. And I'm so, sure in, in all the things I've listened to, I'm sure some of my stuff is copied. I just don't know who to give the credit. <laughs> well, it's not a total copy, but what it is, is it inspired me. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. It inspired me because I thought about, you know, right now, all over the place, what I find is there's endless things to distract me. There are so many things that are just wanting our attention all of the time. So in a world full of distractions, what inspires you? Oh, that that is a very thought-provoking question. And 
I, I feel like sometimes, I guess if I had to bring it down to one word, it would just be the hope I see in the community, in the people around. Mm. Uh, because different days that comes to me in different forms. Sometimes it's social interactions with people where I'm like, these, this is just good people that I don't even know they're strangers and we're having a conversation out at a coffee shop or over a beverage, whatever, however it is. Or other times it's you're driving down the road and you look over and you see somebody helping somebody out or you see uh, somebody, you know, people posting stuff online about their kids having their first grade achievements, whether it's kindergarten or college, like just seeing all of that hope that's happening in the community and sharing that to me, that is an amazing thing. And that's what I want to be involved in. I'm very extroverted. So anything that has to do with other people gives right. me. Right. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that your inspiration is like um, a world full of muses. The <laughs> world is full of muses for us. And if we want to take advantage of that and just be inspired that we can do that. And that's awesome that you're maybe naturally, I'm not sure. Are you naturally wired that way or would, did that come over time? I think I was naturally wired that way, but I didn't accept it as okay to be wired that way for a long time. Ah, I tell you, I had a coaching client who I was working with, who was really struggling with finding that thing they were going to pursue. And they mm. were beating themselves up about you know, oh, I want to go down this road and then I want to go down that road and maybe I'm doing art and maybe I'm doing writing and maybe I'm doing everything. And But they never went all the way down very many of those roads. And I think for myself, I had a little bit of self-reflection in that. And I just kind of stopped them at one point and said, isn't it okay for you to be an explorer? Mm. Is it okay oh, that I what you're that. doing is just pursuing any interest you find and you don't have to be the master of any of them. That not that what you share with the world? That, hey, I've dabbled in a little bit of all these things. And I can tell you a little bit about each one if you're interested in that or just seeing someone's journey. And I, I realized that, that I'm kind of that way. And it's okay. Like, I have a podcast. That doesn't mean that I have to have a podcast from now until I die. It could be right. I did it six days or six months or six episodes or six years or whatever. But that was just part of my adventure. Oh, I love that. Because when you first started talking, I thought, is he talking about me right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think about that sometimes, right? That I, about when we do things like that, do a little bit of everything. And it, some people, like you say, like some people, they just focus on one thing and that's awesome. They become really, truly masters of that. Uh, and I don't, I like what you're saying, the exploring part, because I think that that's maybe a lot of us fall into that category and it's time we stop thinking that that's a wrong thing. Yeah. And because, you know, I remember being uh, like end of high school where it's uh, what's your what are you going to do with your life? You're supposed to decide right now. And yes, looking back, I'm like, I know. 80 year olds who still don't know what they want to do with their life. So to put that expectation on someone who's lived such a sliver of life, and that's not to degrade the value they have yet, but to have not had that much experience in the world yet and to be expected to know what you're going to commit to and go to school for and train for. And I just remember thinking, how am I supposed to know that right now? I have no idea what I want to do. And that, that lack of knowledge or, or of direction really had me spinning for a long time because I always felt like I was, 
incomplete. I didn't have direction. I didn't have focus because I just really wanted to do whatever. And that, that right. should be okay if you do whatever the right way. Yeah. And, and that we don't want to feel like, or have someone else feel like a failure. If even, even not if they don't have the direction, like if they, I was thinking about this when you're saying that I'm thinking, yeah, because, well, first of all, I think of my granddaughter who's just graduated high school. She's 18 years old. She's amazing. She does many things incredibly well. She's a, just a phenomenal athlete and she does things and she kind of, was figuring things out she's got some stuff figured out right now and she's actually going to be starting college um in I don't know six months or something like that and I thought well I I don't really think I knew those things then I remember being that age and thinking I knew what I wanted to do a pregnancy kind of switch the tracks for a little while but I, I I I get that that we sort of get in this mindset like we need to know right away what we're going to do and it's beautiful life's a buffet right it's I love the I love the explorer way to look at that that's amazing and, what and sort I of think, things have you been exploring well you know I've when I look back you know when I was a kid I remember hearing my dad was a teacher when I was growing up so I grew up knowing that, that was his role and I remember there was a point where I heard all the jobs he had done before he settled in being a teacher and he had been uh uh, he had done night security at a morgue. He had worked in a retail store. He had been a, a, a washing machine repair man, like all these different things. He had been in the army for a little bit. He had he had a pilot's license. And I started hearing all these different wow. things. And I thought, that's dad. No, dad's just a teacher. Like, what is this? And and I never thought of myself like that. And now I look back and I've worked in the brewery industry. I've worked in the coffee industry. I've worked wow. in sales with restaurants and packaging uh, I've had my own business going and, and with my, you know, where I've settled now and what I explore is really all about helping other people find their passion. And Ooh. I love being able to have a conversation with someone where they see something that they're interested in and being able to just say, well, why can't we take that a little further? Or couldn't that be this? And when we're really close to something, or we have all of our security that's tied to other things it's really scary and it kind of locks our brain sometimes out of seeing what those opportunities could be if we pull back the layers a little bit right. and I just love that because you know for me I never thought I'd podcast I never thought I'd do stand-up comedy I always wanted to be a writer but I didn't know that I I didn't feel like I had a good story to tell because I didn't have that thing right so all the things the last few years I've really jumped into head feet or feet for I can't even talk uh, you did it. You did it. Head in. first, feet first, all yeah. the way. <laughs> but but it has been, uh, it's been great. And I just do a little bit of stuff. And as I meet other people, coming back to that com sense of community, if someone says, hey, there's this event we're going to, and it's sometimes it's an art form I've never heard of, right? Uh, culture I've not really been exposed to. And you know, to go step into that and say, you know what, I'm going to go to that dinner and, and eat with people that I don't know anything about their their family or their culture, or I'm going to go try a form of art I've never tried. Even if I do it the one time, it's something I'm adding to my experiences. Oh, I love that. And, and it's interesting to me, even when you were talking about your dad, I'm thinking, what an amazing teacher 
he must have been because he brought that whole library of his life with him to whatever it was he taught. I don't know what he taught, but what did he teach? He, it was elementary school. Oh my gosh. Okay. So he was all those people. It, yeah. it was like, it was like having career day with all those people standing <laughs> up front and, but he was the guy. <laughs> yeah, you could pull in anything easily. So I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. What's what's interesting to me is I'm thinking about all the things that you did. I love that you did coffee and brewery that you come from both, <laughs> so you could you could loosen them up and sober them up too. You kind right. of have both, <laughs> you have both of those perspectives, and then doing retail, and then and now doing well. You do comedy. I mean, the just the all the things that you bring to your show. No wonder your show is so interesting. I love your show. I love listening to it. I love the guests that you have. I love how you engage them. Now, what I have to go to is one of your comedy shows because you'll bring all those people. It'll be crowded up there on that stage with all with all <laughs> of you. <laughs> oh, that's that's yeah, and that's one of the things I'm working on uh, expanding. You know, with with whatever we do, I think sometimes we get a little bit in a trough about I'm going to, I'm going to go this direction. So I'm really trying to expand my comedy and pull in other parts of my life and not just joke about dating and going through, you know, relationship changes and really like, okay, well, I could joke about what it's like being a motivational speaker. I could joke about, yes. you know, respectfully what it's like being a life coach without giving away anybody's information, but I could joke about, you know, whatever things from my past or being one of seven kids. There's so many things that you, that could turn into a whole conversation. I think that's one of the things that we forget when we're sharing our story is that any interaction we have during the day can be a lesson and a story for someone. It could be watching the person in front of you or how you interact with the checker at the grocery store, or it could be, you know what, one day I bought my first couch and this is how that interaction went. And that whole thing can be a story, whether that goes into a book, a stand-up comedy set, or an inspiration that you give on stage. There's lessons and humor in everything we're doing. And it it could have been a three-minute interaction, but it can be a lifetime of inspiration to somebody. I love that. I love that you're saying that. It's 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 a really good point. And it's and I and I and I wonder if part of it is okay, so your skill your skill set as in sales, in comedy, in writing, in uh, motivational speaking and being a coach. You know, oh my gosh, it's just, as, as a podcaster, as an interviewer, I get it that you would see everything like that. One little thing happens and oops, <laughs> bang, sorry about the mic. Um, it explodes in your it explodes <laughs> in your mind, I'm guessing. Because um, I know I, I know how my mind works and 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 it's evolved. I didn't always, I saw some things. So I guess I'm going to ask you about that. Do you see um, how a story explodes in your mind? Has that been evolving for you over these years? Yeah, you know, I don't think I used to appreciate it. I used, mm. to, I used to see it as a distraction. And I used to think, ah, oh, why is my head pulling me out of where I'm supposed to be now? Right. Why is my head going down this road I, I hear this story. It's kind of like, you know, when you're watching a movie or a TV show and they they pop out of the character's head for a second and all of a sudden they show what they're imagining while the real world Yes. <laughs> I've always related to those scenes because I felt like that is my head where I could be, 
you know, in class doing something and all of a sudden, you know, over here there's characters dancing around and something's unfolding. And it and it all stemmed from something that I was paying attention to. Like a word was said, a phrase, and all right. of a sudden my mind goes down this road and it feels like it's an hour later, but it might have been a split second that you've developed this whole thought. And I think that's one thing that happens with me. Now I've learned to capture that and I will make a note when I have these moments where uh, someone might say a phrase or I might see something or I might think of a memory and then I realize where I could make that into either a lesson or a humor so then I go write that down uh, that's awesome it's the remembering to write it down is is a big or grab your phone mm -hmm. speak it into the mic like the voicemail or whatever the mic is on your phone whatever that's called I'm yeah. So tech challenge but anyways whatever that thing is it works for me or write it on your notes on your whatever it is that's a really good point because you know even people who are listening sometimes they're saying to me well how did you how did you write these books how did you do these songs how did you do these things and I'm like well my you know those of us there's some of us whose minds are going constantly I'm in that category of person and so it's hard to remember everything yeah. because I have, you know, several thoughts a minute. Sometimes it feels like, so I love that you're saying that, that you are remembering to write them down. And that is, uh, and, and I'm, I, I still am not as good. Cause there are times where it's like, Oh, what was that thing? I had like, I had that oh, moment yeah. and I couldn't. And, but I do. And I've gotten good at just saying, excuse me while I capture a thought like just oh. in the conversation, I'm because I used to think I'll remember it at the end of this interaction and now yes. and sure there's times where that's not appropriate but if I'm with friends or even even in a networking situation I will say I, I just need to pull my phone out to capture this thought I'm not texting someone right this is what I'm putting down and and my my friends that I'm with the most are are used to that they know that it's whether it's a joke or a, an idea uh, but it's, yeah, like I, I love how you mentioned that with your mind going all the time and people are like, how did you think of that? And it's like, I don't know, because to me, that's one of the worst questions. They're like, how'd you come up with this? Like, I just, it just popped in there. And, yes. and, and maybe I can identify a little bit of the development of it where I said, well, you know, this something triggered this thought. And then I sat down and really looked for other things. Cause if I'm giving a motivational talk about something, there may be that initial trigger and that might be two great sentences or a concept. Right. But then I have to build the rest of the story because they're not paying me for two, no matter how great those two sentences are. <laughs> theoretically, that is what they're paying me to do is give them that two sentences that they're going to remember. But I need to build the story around it. Sometimes I have to do research around things because I, an idea might've popped in my head that then I don't have any con. I don't, understand the rest of the concept so then i've got to go look up some stuff so that when i tell this story right. i know more than i did before and that's part of that exploring thing where it's like oh well now i'm learning about you know how farming works or whatever the thing is you know yes to something to bring it back to the thing that inspired you right oh i love that it's sort of I don't know if you've ever if you've ever seen this or if if um if this is before your time um Randy Backman was in the Guess Who and in Backman okay. Turner over to BTO 
I've been around for a while. So, I mean, even a lot of people, if you like classic rock, they, these are these are people who have been around for a long time. But Randy Bachman has a whole show that he does in a CD or whatever, or, or a DVD or whatever that he sells. And I've been to the show and I've bought the DVD and the CD and everything. Um, it's called Every Song Tells a Story. So what's making me think that about this is he talks about, um, and here's a guy who's written, you know, I don't know how many hits that have been, you know, worldwide. You, if, if you don't know his name off the top of your head, I promise you, you know, his songs. Right. But, but anyways, he, he talks about just that, what you're talking about, that exact thing that he'd just be all of a sudden, you know, he'd hear just a chord progression or he'd hear a note or he'd hear a conversation. And all of a sudden, that's where it came from. He, he mm -hmm. Be like, that's how everything started was he heard these one or two words and how he got very good at excusing himself. Mm. Like I'm, I need to, you know, yeah. it's on a pizza box it's happening it's, right now. <laughs> yes. I'm, you know, I'm about to, and in his case, you know, he's about to make another million probably or right. whatever people make when you're up that in that scale of songwriting. But right. yeah, I like that. I like that. It's this, all of these moments. And, and lately I'm just realizing the world is full of muses. If we'll just take a look. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, I hadn't thought of them as much as muses, but they really are because, you know, they, they capture our attention and keep us entertained. And Yes, and inspire us, inspire us. And, and so when you were talking earlier, um, my first question was about distractions and things like that. I was wondering, because a person, once you get, I'm going to say this, and, and once you get to your level, because you're, you know, you're at a certain level of where people are, want your attention they want your time they want you they want to be on your show they want you to be on their show so how how are you finding ways to weed through because there's lots of really good offers i find there's really good offers but they're not all maybe what i should be doing or my best choice right now for me right so so how are you how are you weeding through that how are you finding what's going to be the right choice at the moment you know that's uh that's been one i've really been learning about because one of the things that i found is when you start to have the smallest amount of success and even before you have success this can happen you have a dream and you start sharing it with people yes and other people like to hijack your dream oh and and meaning all of good intent right they start pouring their ideas of what you should do. You know, it would be great. The, and they're, they're trying to help you find reach and find audience. And they see potential in what you're doing. And I found that I had to be very protective of mm. what's in my core of what I'm going to pursue and what I'm going to bring into it. And, and, and I see that happen in two ways. One is people who want to help me grow. So they, they, they dump all the ideas and why don't you do this? And you should do that. And a well-meaning and, and sometimes, yes. There's been things in there that I thought, oh, that's good. I should consider that. Um, now, one of the things that I do is I keep the last page of my notebook that I have with me every day, which the front of it is my to-do list. I work from the front to the back with my to-do list for every day. I work from the back to the front on taking notes and ideas. Ooh. And when they meet in the middle, that notebook is done. And that way it keeps things sorted. Uh, and it's just a small little little book. Oh, I'm writing that one down. 
but <laughs> but in the back one of the things i do is the very last couple pages are saved just for my ideas list and that list are ideas that i want to pursue or that come up but that i won't allow myself to pursue until i finish something that's further up on the list so if i have an idea for a book or some new endeavor that i'm going to go after because i do have tendencies to get scattered or to go oh i'm going to go chase this now or now i'm going to do that i say you know what that's a great idea it doesn't have to be right now and i put it on the list so that i capture it and i didn't lose it i didn't give up on it but so every once in a while i'll have to make a decision of is this a timely enough idea that i should bump it up and not maybe maybe it's something that if i could do it within a couple days and uh, you know a good example is when i uh, learned how to make gift cards for my website. I thought, oh, you know what? I could offer gift cards. And this was end of November. I thought, well, Christmas is coming up. Now's the time to sell them. It's going to take me a, you know, a couple hours to set it up and create a promo. That's an idea I'll do right now. Cross off the list. It's timely. It's important. And it's quick. Other ideas, like a new idea for writing the next book. Like, you know what? I can't start that till I finish one of the other books that I have. I'm going to capture right. the idea. But I realized I was a starter and not a finisher. And I I kind of was putting myself down about that. And I realized, it's, no, you just need to stop. You, know, you need to find a way to manage your ideas. Right. And the other way that people tend to hijack your dream is they see where you're going and they want to join in. And it's they don't have their own idea or they haven't had the courage to pursue it or or for whatever reason, and they want to now let's collaborate, let's do this. And and I love helping people. I want to help everybody do that. But I, I do have to be very conscious about, okay, where is this uh, helping us both? Or where's, and, and if I'm helping you, I'm happy to help you when it is right. But, but I have to make sure that I'm not putting all of my energy and time into helping other people with their dreams and then not doing anything with mine. Right. Yeah. That That's a really good point because those of us who get really passionate about most <laughs> anything and everything um, and really care about people and community, it can be really distracting. I was thinking too, and I think you touched on it a little bit, um, the another maybe it's 2a or 2b or something like that for ways that things get um when people are trying to be helpful is sometimes people just when we share an idea before we've completely formulated it take it and run with it on their own yeah that's true and that's that's another hard one mm -hmm. because it's it's you know i've it's one to remember. So I like what you're saying to really honor and hold, be mindful, I guess. I'm not even sure what the word is. It's not so secretive or something. It's, I guess it's really honoring and respecting what was planted in us until it's actually something. Right. Then it can, well, then it can come out. And, you know, I picture, and this just popped in my head as you were saying that, but this is what happens where I have these little visions that just go. And, and what I started picturing is this, you have a newborn baby and you hold it close and your job is to protect that baby and not let anybody else get close to it. Or you may find someone that you trust enough to let them hold your baby. And sometimes that person starts passing the baby around the room without your permission. And oh, yes. I trusted you 
this wasn't, this isn't your baby to go give to everybody else. This is my baby. I'm, you know, and then it makes you really careful about letting anyone else hold that baby because. Wow. That's, that's a great analogy. Yeah. And and it also makes me try to be aware of when I could be doing that to others, you know, to not get overly excited about their baby and think, Oh, let's share it. So I try to put it back to them. Like, here's some thoughts I have. If you know, take them or leave them, or if you're interested, let me know. Yeah, I that's that's a really good point. I actually, when you were originally talking, I was thinking about myself sometimes when someone's telling me something and I get really excited. And my intent of my heart is that I want to do anything I can to help them. So I, I, you know, I'm guessing that most people that's there's even someone who took my idea and ran with it doesn't mean it was in a malicious way at all. They right. just get excited, right? People, we, you know, people who are creative, we tend to, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, whatever. I'm not, it's not a cure for cancer that they're stealing from underneath me. It's just, <laughs> right. it's just an idea I have, right? It's an idea right. that I think will be wonderful and, and they kind of run with it, but it can, it can leave things in a way, but like you're, like what you're saying is, I was thinking the other day and I can't, you know, it's so funny. I can't even remember who it was or what the thing was, but someone I really care about told me about something that they're about to do. And I got really excited. And I remember saying, Oh my gosh, I'll go with you. I'll carry your luggage. I'll be your support. I'll do anything you need. And I think (laughs) probably, you know, Oh gosh, life around Allie is like, you know, just all the time. There's just this sudden, you know, (laughs) hose of water. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm sure that enthusiasm is what they love about having you around. <laughs> it might be, it might be a bit much at times. I wonder sometimes I think, oh, you know, I, I, I hope that it was received in the love that it was intended because. Well, and even, I yeah, I, I found even, just, I put a lot of disclaimers on everything where it's like, I'm sorry, I'm just so excited about this that I am all in. So I'm not saying this to take over, you know, like a lot of times I'll just put it out there or. Yes. Sometimes I've had, I've had, I had a, a middle schooler ask me this when I was doing a, a workshop with them this last year about change as they were getting ready for high school. And I was talking about how you need to be careful how you're using your words and things like that. And, and, and the most smart ass kid in the group, yeah. every single time I was like, what do you guys want to talk about? Do you guys have any questions? Like what kind of mustache wax do you use? Like every single thing <laughs> was a, was a, was a, a remark. And I and the kid with all sincerity raised his hand and said, well, what happens if you're trying to be serious and people think you're being sarcastic or they they, they don't take you serious because and I just said, I said, that's me all the time. I have always been that kid that's kind of snarky, kind of got this little twist of sarcasm and wit that I, I think it's funny to get the jab in. But then if I pay someone a compliment, they don't they don't they don't know if I'm actually just kind of being sly or funny or if it's here and and I said you know one of the things I've had to do is say look I have a hard time not sounding serious or sound I I come across this way a lot of times but this is with all sincerity this is how I feel or this is the question I have and just call it out right away and just let them know this is the thing that I'm dealing that that I could be perceived as and that's not what I'm going for here so I'd want to make sure that you're hearing it in the right way 
And I think that that comes with an, an acknowledgement to other people of how you could come across. And I, yeah. they appreciate that. And then they know that you're being very conscious with what you're delivering to them in that moment. Right. The intention. And and what, so what grade, like how, what age were these kids? Uh, it was sixth, seventh and eighth. I think this one was a seventh grader. Yeah. So is that 11 or 12 or something? I would say 11 to 14 because right? yeah. in, in here in, 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 in our state, you go into high school at, at 14 typically. So the eighth okay. grade would be 13, 14. Okay. I, I, I'm asking because that's, that's, um, a very thoughtful statement or question that's 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 really thoughtful to me because I think I'm 63 I'm just learning how 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 it can be you know that that so much like I'm like how did they get so smart like it's I think that all the time I see younger people I think man I I don't remember when I thought to even question that and and here you are and you seem to have really really thought that out and I I think the other side of that of because I'm a person like what you're describing of yourself and this young fella I bing 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 I say things kind of quickly and I myself have been mid-sentence and I'm going for whatever I'm going for and then I think Ah, oh, this is very crappy timing, Allison. This is not the time to say that. Like you, I'm just laughing because I have done like exact mid sentence where I'm like, "What are those words coming out of my mouth? Is that my voice I'm hearing? What are you like? Why? Why are you saying that right now? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I just never want to miss the punchline. I never want right. to, you know. I, I kind of live in that zone, right? Where I'm, I'm a, you know, I. And I, I I think about that and I and I love what you're saying is that in that moment, earlier when you were referring to it, in that moment owning that, okay, I I said that thing and this is that was, you know, not my intention or I can't remember the word that you used, but um but being being self-aware enough to in that moment giving the disclaimer. Or in my case, it's usually an apology. <laughs> I don't know if that's just because I'm Canadian or I say that many stupid right. things. <laughs> well, and I and I do think there is a fine line because if you do that too much, like you don't want to overly apologize for yourself. Yes. Like that's where if it's changing the way you think that you always feel like you have to say, I shouldn't be like this. I think if we use it the right way, there's that fine line between saying, okay, I'm I'm aware and I'm pointing this out versus, oh, I always open my mouth and I shouldn't open my mouth. So I'm every time I speak, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there. So I so we had to be purposeful about it, but not not allow it to get to the point where it's changing our view of our self worth. I guess is what I'm saying because that. Right. I love that. That that's that's a, that's an that's an excellent point. I it's it is it's owning it's owning that and what it just brought and of course my brain goes somewhere else too what it also made me think of is that there are times when those of us who um i think humans i think those of us i think i will say humans that we say things that might be a little bit jolting or or difficult to hear at the time and they're the exact thing that needed to be said yeah that's true 
And so there's that too. It's it's being comfortable enough to go, I, I need to toss these things out. I don't want them to be grenades. My intent is not to blow people up and hurt them. But sometimes a zinger just needs to be a zinger and stand on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There I you look go, little of, buddy. <laughs> right? Yeah, I look at a lot of things through a marketing lens or a theatrical. And when you're watching a movie or an advertising, there are times where there's a sudden shift change, a sudden color scheme, sudden music, and like the thunderstorm rolls in and, and it does that. It jolts you. And that's by design. They set up that moment to create that emotion. And sometimes when we're working with people or they need to be put in their place or have a fire lit under their butt, that there are times and places where that does need to happen. And you know, it's fine also to follow back up a day or two later, say, you know, this was a moment. I just want to make sure that we're still good or you know my intent or see how that could have been jarring for you. I want to just check in and see, you know, show the caring, give the jolt and then follow up with the care. Yeah, that no, I love that. I love that. It's it's um For a Canadian, we can have to really work hard on don't apologize for that. And I'm like, I'm saying that like a joke, but it's serious. Like sometimes I find myself, I am mid-apologize, apology, pardon me. And I'm thinking, why? What are you doing right now? But, right. you know, if it, it, it's just, you know, the joke is, right, if somebody comes and smashes into you with their card in the in the supermarket or something you know the canadians because the one who got smashed into is going to apologize mm-hmm. oh sorry yeah. i'm so I don't, right. I don't even know i'd love to do a study on where that or the origin of that comes from but i love the the follow-up so you you say something that needs to be said and you have enough wherewithal to stop yourself from apologizing or explaining that at the moment let that sit with that person and mm-hmm. trust that they Either the relationship is strong enough or that their um, their ability to process is mature enough and then check in just to make sure that it all went okay. I love that. That's And, that's, and that check-in can even be a few sentences later where it's, I know that was hard to hear, but this is where we're at. Uh, you know, it can even be within that, depending on the situation, obviously it's different, but, you know, like I think about when I'm coaching an empl- employee or sometimes even when I'm coaching clients, it's, you know, call them out a little bit and then it's, okay, how are we going to take this moment into the rest of the week and and use it so that it's not, it's not here to shoot you down. It's, it's, it's here to make you aware, to build you up. And right. so the, the, the rest of the conversation is where the buildup happens, like the awareness and then the growth. I love that. So not to distract, but to inspire. It takes right. us all back to the first question. So right now, uh, what I'm going to do is we're going to start this again uh, with our next episode. And I'm going to ask some follow-up questions because this is really exciting. So Andy, thank you so much for being with us today. And um, I'm going to have some ways that you can contact Andy and tune in because we're about to have another show with him and it's going to be fabulous. I'm Allie and this is Find Your Joy. Thank you.
thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy. Thank you.